0: Ladies and gents, hey, how are ya? Guess what we're doing today? Guess what? I say that every time I'm super excited to kick off another Queen album. Last episode, I introduced Queen's seventh album, Jazz. And I talked about how complex the songs are, despite the fact that on the surface, they're much more mainstream. And a lot of this is because of the length of the songs, which are much more conventional. We have a lot of three-minute, four-minute numbers. We don't have the dynamic range of the one-minute-long lazing on a Sunday afternoon to the eight-minute-long epic of the Prophet song. And even before that, on the guy's debut, we had Liar, which was, what, over six minutes long. So we don't have any of that kind of really extreme range of song lengths, but for the more conventional lengths here, there's so much going on with the arrangements and the rhythms and the atmospheres of the songs, which are so diverse. This album kind of sits in a fun spot because it is the last album without synthesizers, but it infuses a little bit of that more modern sound of the times, which was kind of this funk disco dance influence, that poppiness that was starting to happen, especially in the States at the time where disco was really jiving in the moment. And yeah, so jazz, it's one of the reasons I love the album so much. It's still distinctly queen without this big rapid shift into synthesizer land. But we're doing a lot with the arrangements and the atmospheres here that I think is very unexpected and it creates their funnest album and one not to be taken too seriously. I'm gonna emphasize that so many times as we go through these songs. But today, yes, I'm finally kicking off the first track and it is a Freddie Mercury composition. Freddie contributed the most songs to this album. There's 13 songs on the album, by the way. It's quite long. And I think that's why it took them so long to to record this one. But yeah, for a brief period, we had Brian dominating song contributions on albums. But here it is back to Freddie. And we are kicking this off in very passionate, spiritually passionate delivery and very fantastical. Freddie, from the very beginning, he was all about fantasy and drama and flair and art and culture. I mean, he has referenced not just fantasy lands he came up with, like Seven Seas of Rhyme, but in the fairy Fellers' Masterstroke. He referenced a painting, a real-life painting. If you want to hear the specifics, go back, go back, and listen to that Queen Deep Dive of mine. It's from their album Queen 2, if that helps you find it. But today... This is dive number 68, track number one on Queen's seventh album, Jazz, released in 1978. And today it's all Arabic-infused hard rock. Mustafa. (laughs) There's a lot of songs from Queen. I can't say them without singing them. This one, I kind of have to just give it a lot of attitude and drama because, (laughs) because of the way it's pronounced, but also because this is fabulous Freddie, darling. So let's dive right into this wonderful, wonderful, complex, innovative, interesting song. This was a single released April 14th of 79 in Germany, Spain, Yugoslavia, and Bolivia. Some interesting markets we have Mustafa released in, but I'm sure it's because of the context of the song, the messaging of the song, and we're going to get into it. 153 beats per minute. We are cruising. We're not even holding back. Freddie doesn't do that. (laughs) Even though we're in only one time signature, technically we're in 4-4, common time. But there is nothing common about this. First of all, we have a lot of syncopation in the rhythm. It's actually hard to find the downbeat in several moments of this song. And there's a lot of shifting in those rhythms, on the offbeats that we don't expect, and it keeps us on our toes. Also, we're doing a throwback of sorts with a ton of keys in this song. So many key changes and all minor ones. G minor, F minor, G sharp minor, F sharp minor, C minor, and B flat minor. Wow, this is like the first album days we're going back to. There haven't been as many songs the last handful of albums where Freddie does this with us, where he twists and turns so much it makes us dizzy in our ears. But here, all that and then some. Excess. I love it. Remember I talked about the excess of lifestyle starting to permeate the music and it's happening here. And this song is done in all dramatic fashion, perhaps telling a story of the prophet Muhammad who faced opposition from many in the ancient days of Arabia. Either that or Freddie is just having fun with many a multicultural phrase and reference. It could be a little bit of both because as I said before, Freddie referenced real life history, art, culture, et cetera, and made some up as well. So it might be a little bit of everything. Imperious, yes. And absolutely immaculate. This is littered with minor keys, Uh uh-huh. Making use of harmonic minor, Phrygian and Dorian scales. Remember how I talked about some scales have notes that are shifted or excluded from the scale? That's what we have here with Phrygian and Dorian scales. Mustafa is anything but your typical rock number. And like much earlier Freddie compositions, yeah, Great King Rat, My Fairy King, he takes us through so many keys. It's a dizzy and a satisfying experience. Freddie reels us in with acapella vocalizations that capture the mood and mystery of an Arabic chant in the evening or something. I can close my eyes and listen to it and I feel like I'm in a market somewhere and it's getting dark out, and I can hear him from a little bit of a distance. It's magical that way. And throughout this entire number, his inflections and pronunciations are spirited, assertive, confident, charismatic. Surrounding Freddie's lead and backing vocals are the elements that make Queen infinitely rock. So even though this isn't your typical rock number, because the guys are all here, the gang is all here, Brian's lyrical guitar, John's moving, unpredictable bass lines, Roger's syncopated whirlwind of percussion. It creates what we know them to be as Queen. It it gives them that stamp. Innovative arrangements of chords, offbeat crashes, unpredictable vocal phrasing keep us on our toes and make this a complex and impressive creative piece. Even though it's not very long, it's exactly three minutes, I think. This moves so fast at this furious pace. It packs in so much. It has enough to be a much longer number, but it's thrown, condensed into this three minute whirlwind that takes us on this ride and perfectly opens this number. It's not just Freddie's vocals that sizzle either. His piano playing, as always, expressive, aggressive, always perfectly in tempo, him and his human metronome thing, right? He would pound the keys and he was excellent at it. His phrasing and dynamics are perfect. Always one-upping even himself. Freddie sets the tone for jazz and it's fun jive with this surprising and rousing number. I mean, seriously, I, I can't think of a better opening number for this album. I, I wouldn't want to touch the track list simply because this is surprising. And it's almost like the audacity of it, you know, because it is so out of left field, even for Queen. We now know this band will dip their toes into anything when it comes to style and attitude in a song. And here it's just like they're adding another facet to that. It's fantastic. Mustafa was played a surprising 116 times on every tour, starting in 79, but it was played most in 1980. And originally, the a cappella intro to this song was sang by Freddie before launching into bow raps first verse with the piano, because it was just easier for Freddie to do that than it was for them to play a dubbed version of the bow rap a cappella vocals with the piano. So he would always sing this out. And the audience would sing along, too. It, a lot of times, perfectly with Freddie, which is very impressive because the intro to Mustafa has a lot of trills in it and melisma. So he's up and down these notes in the scale without taking a breath. It's quite impressive to hear a crowd sing along with that. But starting in 79 at the Sabrukan Festival to the South American Game Tour. The band performed an almost full version of Mustafa. And live, uh, this is grittier, it's louder, with absolutely fabulous Brian guitar licks. That might be my favorite part of this live. We get more of Brian. Because on the album, Brian isn't really there until suddenly he is and he bursts in in full force, right? So it's nice that we get more of him consistently through this number on the stage. Freddie digs into it. He improvises words here and there, has fun. John jives on his bass. My word. All over the scales. I can never get over what he does. I have to listen to the live recordings multiple times over every time because. I like to listen to each of the guys and focus on them individually because it's easy to miss those nuances that add so much color and character to the song arrangement, but they're all there. And because John is on the bass, it's easy to miss those frequencies. They don't pop out as much and they're not meant to, but when you focus on them, man, is it impressive. Brian fills those breaths between every one of Freddie's Mustafa, Mustafa. Oh, it's perfect. We get a little Roger singing out occasionally. The drums are a riot. It's just fun and a wonderful brief live number to bridge songs on the set list. Some fun facts for Mustafa. This song, so impressive. Seriously, this song includes English, Arabic, Persian and various invented words from Freddie himself. I've also read, we may have Hebrew, Farsi, and Avestan. Lyrics like, and I apologize in advance if I totally mess this up, akhtar es not sholeh," meaning his star, not his flame. Those have clear ties to Persian language. So the fact that Freddie wasn't, fluent in all of this, I'm sure. But he takes us there with complete authenticity. That's what I love about this. He is so dedicated. He just goes there without hesitation. And it's very inspiring and it's very impressive. And all vocals lead and backing supposedly by our front man, Freddie. I actually don't know if that's true. I've listened to this so many times now. I've listened to the call out, the haze several times. I've listened to the little nuances of, of vocals between the lead and the backing. And I'm like, okay, is it really possible that we have a little bit of Brian or Roger in here somewhere, maybe? If, it, if this is really all Freddie, my word, it, it, this is truly his. I mean, this number is ultimately his anyway. It's got his stamp all over it. But that is amazing if he did all these vocals as well as throwing all these words together, the key changes, everything is so immaculate here. It's amazing. You know what though? I'm really bummed out because I couldn't find a thing about this from the boys. I always try to find band critique. I always try to find a comment from one of them about the song I'm talking about. And I didn't just read interviews. I listened to interviews. I couldn't find anything. Super sad because this song is so interesting. It's another one-off in Queen's catalog. We don't have anything else like this. We don't have anything with this kind of all of these minor keys, this little bit of Mideastern sort of Arabic flavor. We don't have anything else like this. And I'm really bummed out that we don't have comments from the guys about it. I digress. (laughs) I just love to read, hear from the boys, but of course I do have critique from the press and I do have sentiment from fans. So let's dig into my how dare they first. This is where I pull some, unfortunately, negative critique. I, I like to have a balance though. I just, hey, I'm being honest. This is what people wrote at the time. Here we go. Back to Mitchell Cohen of Cream and his review of jazz, the album. Remember, I talked about that at length. He said, quote, Mercury, surprise of surprises, may have turned into the weakest link of the quartet. Although the rhythm section does plunge to deeper depths, it does so less frequently. His compositions dominate side one and they are, without exception, ear sores. Mustafa, the weirdest leadoff track in the history of rock albums. Unquote. Wow. Calls it an air sore and weird. I mean, honestly, though, is weird really bad? I've been called weird a lot in my life, and I've kind of learned to own that. So maybe that comment. Itself isn't so bad. But the fact that he's emphasizing this song as one of those ear sores, obviously, he's calling it out as a blah. And I find it really funny that he's calling Freddie the weakest link. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. (laughs) Come on, Freddie Mercury, a weak link. Are you kidding me? All right, moving on. I have another one though. Dave Marsh of Rolling Stone had this to say about Mustafa. Quote, take the LP's opening song, Mustafa. It begins with a parody of a muezzin shriek and dissolves into an approximation of Arabic music, merely a clumsy and pretentious rewrite of Hernando's Hideaway, which has about as much to do with Middle Eastern culture as street corner souvlaki. (sighs) Always got to pick it apart. Always got to throw the shade. I mean, come on, the guys are having fun. I don't think Freddie wrote this trying to be any kind of serious statement about anything, even if he is telling a bit of a story. There's always a little bit of cheek here. There's always a little bit of attitude because this is Queen and this is Freddie. Fabulous, darling. I mean, it's Freddie. I love it, it's Freddie. But of course we have some praise here. From 2009, The Quietists decided to curate their own playlist of Queen's lesser-known gems when they released another Greatest Hits record at the time. And John Tatlock wrote this about Mustafa. Quote, Queen were getting truly demented by this point, and one can only assume that cocaine was extraordinarily pure in 1978. (laughs) Mustafa's Impenetrable lyrics are almost entirely in Persian, apart from some words that Mercury, not a speaker of a language, just made up on the spot. Set to a galloping piano backing, there are no guitars until May's Doomy grinding riff crashes in halfway through. Probably the weirdest opening track in rock LP history. Unquote. Now I want to say, (laughs) yes, yes, There are some interesting comments in that little write-up, but again, they included this lesser known song as a gem of Queens. This wasn't just a list to say, oh, well, here, we think this is interesting and intriguing and it's weird, but you should listen to it. This was a list that highlighted what what the quietest thought were some really great numbers. And I think the fact that he goes into the structure of the song and he says, yeah, it's a weird opening song especially for a rock album. I think that says a lot because it's a standout. It's very unique. I mean, this isn't just something we never get from Queen again. This is something you really don't hear from anyone. Who else would dare to do this? Who else would have the audacity to do this? Except Queen. It's, it's like these other vaudeville numbers that Freddie came up with. Who else would do that? Nobody, nobody would do it. So yeah, I think that that statement is actually pretty cool. It's very honest, but it's pretty cool. And in a retrospective review, Ultimate Classic Rock ranked every Queen album and put jazz at number three, which I think is very cool in and of itself, commenting on various deeper tracks on the album, saying this, quote, Jazz is astonishingly deep with underrated queen gems, ranging from Mercury's Eastern-spiced wig-out, Mustafa, to Deacon's Headbanging Beast, If You Can't Beat Them, Join Them, to Taylor's infectious disco tune, Fun It. And we will talk about those songs later. But that is a wonderful nod to not just Mustafa, but jazz as a whole. I mean, they put it at number three. Didn't I mention when I kicked off this album that many fans, many fans rank this album pretty high on their all-time queen album ranking. I've seen that a lot. And the sentiment around this song is, it is fun. Don't take it too seriously. This is something that will get your foot tapping and keep your attention because it's that interesting And it's totally impressive. I mean, we're moving at a fast tempo. We have all kinds of syncopation going on. Freddie is doing things with his voice that is absolutely astounding. And Brian's guitar, John's bass. I mean, get real. This is amazing. And it opens so unassumingly. Freddie, a chant freely, no tempo, a cappella, melodic, passionate. It sounds very serious, which I suppose is very misleading. It's spirited, urgent, just a bit over the top. Ah, la, 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 we'll pray for you. I didn't even do that right. Oh, well. His melisma, it just speaks to how well he does that. So well done. Then, hey, literally, hey, It's playful. So if you thought this was serious, nope, playful. And right away, we know we're in for something fast and furious, that piano up the scale. (laughs) I love it. I love to sing it or try to sing it. The bass right along with it, the percussion, quick, effortless, lots of key changes here already, dizzying in its effect, but that's what makes this so fun. This is energized chaos, but totally cohesive and polished. Everything is in mono. Everything is in mono. That's the really surprising thing here. Freddie comes back, layered lead vocals, further emphasizing the melody on the piano. In fact, the instruments all follow a similar arrangement, even the bass. It creates such an intensity around that theme of sound and atmosphere, that Arabic touch. The crashes of cymbals and heavy percussion dot the ending phrases with intensity. And into the verse, I tend to lose the downbeat here. Oddly enough, it happens almost every time. It sounds like the piano should be on the offbeat for some reason. So that's just where my ears go. It's the magic of the percussion, really. I love Roger's accents on the percussion during this section. Freddie's voice is fantastic. John's doing those awesome persistent staccato notes, offsetting Freddie's soulful delivery. And key change. Mustafa. Hey, Mustafa. Love that arrangement. The phrasing and the way the music echoes Freddie's shouting vocals. Still in sync with the piano and the vocals. Then there's Brian. And suddenly we're in stereo. Totally appropriate. We got that gritty guitar in there. Crashing in, louder, everything. It's very bombastic, appropriately so. Heavier, everywhere. Freddie on both sides. So many key changes. Echoes on the vocals. Freddie having an absolute blast on these variations of languages. The intensity in this is wonderful. And it actually does remind me of much earlier pieces and moments from their first two albums like Great King Rad or even Ogre Battle. Both Freddie pieces. This windup of energy, this explosion that's coming. The guitars constantly climb the scale, then reset and climb again. And then vocals, piano, bass, guitar, everything is in sync with that complex melody. The drums on every beat at 150 some odd beats per minute. It's oh, so fun. The next verse, we're in mono once again, but more urgent in tone and then the harmonies la 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 we'll pray for you oh there's some low harmonies in there too i think that was the high one i just did the fantastic piano melodies behind freddie's mustafa ibrahim hey freddie's so dang good at this he's so good at giving us those inflections and the attitude and his intonation the guys are flying at this point Back into stereo mix we go. More flair, more panache, please. And wow, I gotta say, there are things happening. I think I talked about how there are moments in this song that jump out at me even now, even though I've heard it so many times. And here in the guitars, there are amazing things happening I never heard or noticed before. On the right, those trills from Brian. My gosh, the sleigh bells too. Geez, I've always loved that little glittering touch of percussion, the sleigh bells. Mustafa, yes, surround us with those vocals. And then, hey, hey, we're done, hey. This is such a fun song, you guys, and it impresses me more every time I listen to it. I think it's one of those that when I first heard it, Yes. I thought it was cool. I thought it was different, but it didn't jump out at me as something that was immediately impressive or repeatable listens. You know what I mean? And then the more I listened to it, I thought, first of all, it's brevity makes it a perfect repeat piece because you can listen to it over and over again. And it's, it's kind of short, So you can take it in and enjoy it and it spins you around and it's so great. I love Mustafa, it's fun. And I think live, like a lot of their numbers, it's that much better. It would have been fun if they'd done like a slower version of this. I would have loved to have heard Freddie slow this down and sing out those vocals with such ferocity and the melody, the way he takes the melodies, and like I said, the melisma, and up and down the notes and the scale without a hitch, if he did that slower, how beautiful would this have been? I mean, seriously, could have taken that opening a cappella, the seriousness of that, and just transformed it into this lengthier melodic number. I don't know, I'm getting all dreamy with it now, but I love it when bands when artists take songs in so many different directions with like remixes. And this would have been a fun one to hear in that kind of atmosphere, but it is pretty perfect, just like it is. So go check out Mustafa, go check it out, enjoy it. And I'll be back next time, keep yourselves alive. I'll be back with another jazz number, yeah. Let me entertain you, Donna. Let me entertain you. Okay, guys. That's it. Later.